Hello and welcome to Still Buffering, a cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. And it's a special time of year. It's... What is it? Uh, Spring? Spring? No, it's the Max Fun Drive. Oh, of course. They knew, they both knew this. This is news to me. This was a bit that they did. I'm so surprised. That you two, you two just did a bit. Yeah, it was um, a bit. I definitely bit. am aware of my surroundings and the things going on. Do you, do you like bits? Because if you Love like bits. bits and you like our show and you're listening to our show, this is the time of year where uh, we come to you, our, our beloved listening audience, and say, hey, if, if you can, we would appreciate your support. Uh, we are a listener-supported network, family. And uh, that's how we continue to make the shows that you love, the shows that you share and listen to. Um, we need your help to do it. Uh, and we would greatly appreciate it if right now during the Max Fun Drive, uh, you could, you know, see if you have a few bucks to, to throw our way. Or if you already are a member of the Max Fun family, if you're already, uh, uh, you know, giving a little bit of money for, to us and you're in a position to maybe upgrade your membership, this is the best time to do it. Because if you can join us now, you, you get, get gifts. Stuff. You get stuff now. This is the best time to do it because right now, uh, at whatever level, uh, whether you're joining or upgrading, um, you you get some sort of prize. A prize. <laughs> a prize. Mm-hmm. Uh, at $5 a month, you get all the bonus content from all the shows from all the years. Um, hours and hours. Endless hours. Well, I mean, not, not endless. Endless hours. No, all things must end. No. But <laughs> infinite, finite, but but much <laughs> multitude, but much hours, much, uh, much, much finite. Anyway, the point is you get the but not just from our show, from all the shows on the network, you get all the bonus content um, from every year. There are other gifts at ten dollars, twenty dollars. There are all kinds of levels. We're going to tell you more about all those uh, later in the show. Um, but the important thing to know is that right now, maximumfund.org slash join. This is the time. This is the moment. Don't hesitate. I mean, we are going to tell you more about the prizes, but maximumfund.org slash join. This is your moment. Join the Max Fund family. Help us make stuff for you because we love doing it. We hope you love it. Um, and it's important to support the stuff you love. So maximumfun.org slash join. How are you both? I am a college graduate. Yes. I mean, I am too. That's, you know. Well. Yeah, actually me too. I wasn't 24 hours ago. Okay. All right. Now I am. It was was such a special ceremony. Griffin spoke at your ceremony. Griffin spoke at my ceremony. Um, That was obviously entirely intentional. Mm-hmm. That he would speak at my commencement. It wasn't just, you know, a coincidence that happened randomly. And obviously his entire speech was about me. It was sort of the, the life and times of Riley. Right. In front of the entire graduating <laughs> student body. It was great. They all were very confused because, of course, there were about 400 people that are graduating. So about 99% of them were like, who is he talking about? Mm-hmm. And I sat there in the middle like, that's me. He was basically like. I know that we are acting like the rest of you are graduating, but for today, it's really just Riley. Mm-hmm. It's just Riley's day. I mean, so, to yeah. be fair, he did, as we were walking across the stage, he was sitting 
because he was sitting up there after he'd given his speech with all the other deans and everyone that were sitting up there to watch everyone walk across the stage. And he was sitting right behind the woman who was reading our names for us to walk across. So he was right there next to me as I was waiting to walk across the stage. And as soon as they say my name, I didn't know he was back there because he was out of my line of sight. He just starts screaming my name so loudly and clapping so loud that every person on the stage, including the president of the university and all of the deans, like turned around like they were scared and just looked. (laughs) And it put the entire ceremony on pause for about 10 seconds. (laughs) It was great, though. It was great. Sounds very special. Well, congratulations, Riley. You did it. Thanks. I did it. You did the thing. And you had a pink hat. I had a pink hat. Made (laughs) Made it all myself. They're not supposed to be pink. You made it pink. Well, whatever. They, they're not going to like hold back your degree for that, right? Yeah. Like, actually, sorry. That hat is pink. No more college now, for you. They tried, to, they tried to do that in high school. My high school graduation, they said, if any of you decorate your caps, you will be not allowed to graduate. We will take away your diploma. You will not be allowed to walk in the ceremony because when you get to college, it will be a professional environment and you will not be allowed to do things like decorate your caps. <laughs> and then, of course, you get to college and they're like, yeah, we don't really care. You paid money for it. So, like, go Whatever. ahead. <laughs> we don't care. This is, this is the world now. We don't care about the color yeah. of your hat, actually. Yeah. <laughs> well, we uh, when, when I graduated, my class was the first class I graduated from an art school that had to wear caps and gowns i guess before it had always been an option but instead people would just dress up really fancy or extravagantly mm-hmm. or in costumes and stuff and my year was the year that they were like no no no, none of that we're taking ourselves seriously now as an art school <laughs> so you have to wear caps and gowns everybody was so upset about it and they they threatened us that if anybody wasn't in dress code that they would not let us walk across the stage you could still oh get gosh. your degree but you just couldn't walk so there was a whole bunch of kids that showed up dressed really cool and they just didn't walk across the stage they just sat there Thirty degrees later, huh? Yeah. I always love those videos of those kids that go viral on the internet. That usually are graduating from high school. That they have some sort of like bad dress code. That's like you can't have colored hair or anything. I don't mm-hmm. know, expressive. And then they'll walk up on stage and like do a wig reveal or something as they're walking <laughs> across the stage to show their real colored hair that they have despite the dress code. I always think those are good. I like that. Yeah, I mean. I kind of like the robe just because then you don't have to think about what you're wearing. Yeah. And that's sort of my, like, I just put this robe on and uh, no one knows. I could be super comfy under here and nobody wishes there were more robes in life. I do. I I really like (laughs) it would make life easier for me. I don't like to think about. I don't like to have to think about what I'm going to wear. Is this, so. why, is this why you're a doctor? You get to wear the lab coat and then that's... It's kind of like it. a robe. Yeah. Scrubs. Yeah. It's just scrubs yeah. all the time. It also provided me with some assistance yesterday. I had a bit of an emergency <laughs> as, as we were preparing to walk across the stage. <laughs> Riley um, was texting us this, by the way. Yeah. A, as this was happening in yeah. real time. Yeah. So it was the same place I graduated high school from was this big arena Mm -hmm. and when we graduated high school we all had our stuff like our phones or our purses with like our keys or whatever in the seats with us as we were waiting to walk across the stage because then we all had to file back in and sit back in our seats so like we could leave it there as we were walking across the stage and then grab it on our way out and it wouldn't be a big deal because we all wanted our phones with us throughout the ceremony and like some people didn't have parents there to hold their stuff or whatever um so i did the same thing yesterday thinking like well i'll file back to our seats 
I'll be able to grab it. I'll bring my purse down here because I don't have to leave it with mom and dad and I want my phone. So take it with me. And then as soon as we're about to start walking, the president says, and as soon as you walk across the stage, you will immediately exit the arena. I was like, oh, well, I mean, he wants us to, but I'll be able to run back and grab my stuff. No. As soon as you walked off that stage, there were people ushering you like out the door. Like, yeah, get I out that of here. that was odd. I, I, I know that's an option, but I was surprised that it was mandated because well, it had this weird vibe where like by the time the last people were walking, there was nobody in the It arena. was empty. <laughs> you were <laughs> immediately out in the real world. You're just shoved out into the cold. It really was. Well, and they used the excuse of local health and safety guidelines. And I was like, hey, bud, we all were just sitting in this room together. Close yeah. to each other in chairs. What for hours? For yeah, hours. Why can't we go back to sitting there? Because now it's unsafe. Once we've gotten up and walked a little bit, <laughs> it was strange. Um. But anyways, of course that presented an issue because it's like, well, now I have this whole purse, not big, you know, just a little crossbody purse. I was like, well, what do I do with this now? Because can't come back and get it. I can't leave it here. It's got like all my important stuff in it. So I started texting mom, like, hey what do i do <laughs> mom mom was about to make dad go get it from you yeah and i was like dad can't walk down there mom and she was like but she can't what is she gonna do and i was like just tell her to put it on under her robe yeah just like sneak it on up under the robe and she was like she's saying she can't she's saying she can't and i was like listen mom riley's about to go to law school and live in dc on her own she this is her first challenge she's gonna have to navigate this hurdle on her own you're making me sound a lot more incapable than i actually was in this moment (laughs) it was just very stressful because i was sitting very very close to two people so any movement i made to try to move my arms was also bumping into these people next to me um and i had on my robe with two giant heavy medals around my neck one big stole and a bunch of little cords and my hat on my head. So getting anything over my head was out of the question. And to get anything just like over my neck and slide it under, I would have had to take off all of the stuff that was around my neck. So there was a lot of things going on to deal with, and they were very rapidly coming up on my row. In case you're curious, I did just end up sticking it under my robe and then taking one arm out and slipping it up and around my shoulder. Mm-hmm. And leaving it under my robe as I walked but across look, the stage. You did it. And the robes provided enough cover that, I mean, you couldn't tell there was a bag on my hip. So oh, I like that this is like a personal escape room from, from awkwardness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's one, pu- just one puzzle to solve, but oh, you really got to solve it. Yeah. Because if I would have been a more confident, less anxious person, I would have been like, well, it doesn't matter if I sit here and I take off this stuff. Like one of my friends is sitting next to me on this side. I'll just give her my stuff and unzip my robe real quick and just get it all taken care of but my brain was like oh no no you will draw attention to yourself ma'am so but i'm proud of you you did it i did it you solved it almost as impressive as graduating college it was the true (laughs) final exam (laughs) that's what justin asked me we were sitting there waiting because you stopped texting mom at one point and he was like where's my update what's going on with the purse situation and i said i don't know she stopped responding that was your answer my phone was under my robe (laughs) in my purse (laughs) I said, I'm I'm hopeful that she's figured this one out. <laughs> um, but we are not. We're going to talk about mermaids. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> not mermaids, the mythical. The real life being. creature. Yeah. The real life creature. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Charlie and Cooper keep asking me, Why by not? the way, if mermaids and unicorns and like these things are real and like, like looking at me, like, just give me this 
Give it to me straight. Give it to me straight, Mom. Are they real? And you say yes, right? I say, I've never seen one. But it's not a lie. <laughs> I think this is just a good intro into educating them on the existence of cryptids. <laughs> really, they're all the same category. You know, so I haven't seen them, mm-hmm. but some people have. So who knows? That's that's kind of I'm like, but there are there are many things that I know or I I am certain are real and I've never seen. Yeah, like what? Like I've never seen Australia like for myself. Like well. I've never been I've never <laughs> been to Australia, but I believe that Australia is there and that there are people living there and that it is a real place. But I've never seen it with my own eyes mm-hmm. right i don't know if that's i don't know if that's the best <laughs> argument to make for that well i'm just saying i don't i don't want to take away their sense of wonder i said you know we we discover new species of things all the time there can be things that we don't know about do, do i think it's likely that there are unicorns or mermaids no i do not think it is likely what if there what if there are things that we all think are real but no one's actually seen them we're just all taking each other's word for it that someone has seen them I'm are, are we still talking about Australia cuz I'm pretty sure some people have seen Australia <laughs> What if what if we're all being fooled and Australia's never existed it's just been like an eternal con that somewhere along the way someone in history was like I wonder if people would buy on would buy this if I told them about some other piece it, of land out there. It was originally entirely peopled with criminals. Exactly. That's not true. <laughs> um, well, with the with the kind of like, there were people there. They just sent other people yes, there too. Sent criminals there. Uh, but with the kind of like uh, like scary animals and insects that live there, it could be somebody just just writing really good creepy fan fiction. Like there's a spider and he's as big as a dinner plate and he's got venom that will dissolve your eyeballs sure yeah send works see i don't want to think about a place I, where that really exists that might be I, true honestly that's australia i feel like we're gonna insult any australian listeners we may have we know australia is real we are not doubting the existence of australia and i would very much like to go there and see it for myself someday well if it's there well, you're the one that proposed that Australia was maybe a comparable no, to unicorns. I did. That was no, I your just example. said like I. Well, I just meant like I believe that I know that. Uh, I, okay, we're gonna talk about the movie. <laughs> it was a bad example, maybe. Just a disclaimer. Apparently, for all of our future episodes, we know Australia is real. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah. Sydney's kids maybe not. <laughs> they might not know that because Sydney equated Australia to unicorns. And because your children probably really believe in unicorns, they now have the same question mark between Australia and mermaids. That's not what I meant. And I'm sorry if the Princess Bride quote about criminals offended you. I don't think that. It was a Princess Bride quote. Yeah, that's what that yeah. was. I was just quoting the Princess Bride. Anyway, mermaids. The movie Mermaids. <laughs> 1990. Share. Uh, share. Cher, Winona Ryder, Christina Ricci, Bob Hoskins. I mean, star-studded. Star-studded cast. Um, I wonder if this movie, like, if people love it outside of our family the way that we do. I I was wondering that, too, because it seemed like such a big... But there were lots of things like this. It seemed like a big deal in our childhood. And then as you got older, it's like, wait, not everybody has watched Practical Magic a hundred times? <laughs> like, similar vein with mermaids. Mom uh, related to it a lot. <laughs> yeah. 
because Cher was sort of like the kind of mom that mom is or at least saw herself to be. Yeah. I mean, I I could there were definitely some things that I thought were like mom, but like mom also was married to dad and wasn't like dating other people. So well, that, <laughs> that, that part was Bob true. Hoskins in this in this scenario. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> dad was Bob Hoskins. <laughs> That's about right. Um, yeah, but like, okay, so the movie, <laughs> the basic idea, as far as a plot, it's just sort of like a little family story, you know, like it's not like a slice of life. Yeah. I mean, it's not like there's a, a big giant thing that happens. Real. There are multiple things that happen. You know what I mean? I mean, there are some kind of odd things that that happen. There's okay. So shares the mom. She's got her two daughters, um, Kate and uh what is Charlotte? And uh, they live somewhere in Massachusetts now. They've mm-hmm. moved around a lot. Um, and basically, Charlotte wants them to stay in one place. But Cher keeps moving. She's just like that. She can't be held down. And eventually she falls in love with Bob Hoskins. And they decide to maybe hang around this town. And meanwhile, Charlotte falls in love with this really cute sort of older guy right older guy yeah Yeah. and then kate almost drowns yeah (laughs) but doesn't i mean that you know i mean like it's not (laughs) well i mean like i said it's not like there's one it's just more of it's like uh it's just about the people you know we're just learning about this sort of weird family well and you get to see winona Ryder once again playing a slightly odd teen daughter Mm-hmm. Who no one understands. That was a thing for a while. Yeah, <laughs> and she's like obsessed with death, and also her thing. Yeah, and then like she's super religious. She's really into c- c- Catholicism. Yes, but despite her family being Jewish, yes, she's terrified that like she kisses a boy and then is terrified that she'll get pregnant from it. Right, <laughs> and then is amazed when she's not in fact pregnant from mm-hmm. it. <laughs> Has to go to a gynecologist and learn how babies are made. <laughs> Which um, you'd think, with the kind of mom Cher is in this film, you would have thought she would have been one of those moms that like was very open about the the birds and the bees talk. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, let me lay it out for you. No, it's true. It's it it, it is an interesting thing because like obviously she's a she's very sex positive in the sense that. She's having a lot of it. You get the impression. <laughs> well, and, and, well, and she's like, she doesn't feel like you have to, like, for the time. Because the movie's yeah. set in, like, the 50s, yeah. right? It was like, I don't remember 60s, what year it was set I think. in. Is it I the think 60s? 60s. Anyway, it would have been a time where to, you know, yeah, to be a single woman traveling around, sleeping with men, not necessarily in a relationship or getting married or anything. That would have been very scandalous at the time. And so... She's fine with all that. And she's fine with being sort of having a reputation of being like wild. But she's not okay with her daughter doing that. Right. Um, I guess that makes sense when you remember when it's set. It's difficult to remember that, especially when you're watching a movie from 30 years ago. But that movie was set 30 years before that. Yes. And you have to remember like, hold on. This is in the past for me, yes, but it was also in the past for them. Uh, Mom, I think, connected it to us so much and why it meant so much to us is that, so the older daughter 
is very serious and kind of obsessed with mortality. And then the younger daughter, uh, Kate. <laughs> a little weirdo. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, I, I think the scene that really clinched it was, is the one where she puts a pumpkin on her head and is running around the house running into things with a pumpkin on her head. Yeah, you know, I... And that was kind of like you, Tay. <laughs> well, that's like, I, I, you know, that was always like, that's, you know, what I always was told. Like, oh, this this character is like, you know, and, I, and I, I got it. But like on rewatch, like that scene, but I think more so where there's a scene where Kate and Charlotte are having a conversation and Kate has just dragged in a, a bag of rocks and starts yeah. polishing the rocks by the tub. <laughs> and nobody comments on the fact that she's just polishing giant rocks. And, and she's like, like yeah, that's, that's me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what, what Kate's doing, but always up to something in the background. Not part of the main plot, really. Just there doing weird mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, that, that's me. <laughs> it does also remind me of your two kids. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Cooper would be the one running around the house with the pumpkin on her head running into things. <laughs> I actually showed her that scene. I'm she, sure she loved that. She loved it. She wanted yeah. to watch it over and over again. <laughs> she was trying to do the voice. She's like, what is she saying? What does she say? Mrs. Flack. Do you like that? Mrs. Flax. <laughs> it's like, that's right, Coop. You got it. There you go. You got it. That's their last name, the characters, Flax. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk more. We haven't talked much about why we like this movie and, and all the things that happened. But before we do that, let's check the group message. Sort of. <laughs> the special um, fun, Max Fun only group message. Oh, Ooh, special yeah. Max Fun Drive yeah. group message. So, like I said, it's Max Fun Drive time. We do this once a year because, again, we are a listener-supported network of shows. We we put our content out there um, for free and ask you, please help us keep making it, help us make more of it, help us make it better. And you can do that at maxfunfun.org slash join. Now, why is this the best time to join? Because during the Max Fun Drive, we have special gifts if you join or upgrade your membership. Yeah. And who, yeah. who doesn't like gifts? Exactly. Um, I already mentioned at $5 a month, you get the bonus content. Again, hours and hours of bonus content from all the shows. Uh, we've done some episodes where we play D&D with our mom. And um, they, they're just great. There's just so many. We did one with Charlie. your kid was on yeah. one. Yeah. I think Charlie was on one. I said your kid because I didn't remember which one. <laughs> I think it was Charlie. A lot of them. One of the one kids. Of the kids. Uh, Char- Charlie's featured heavily in our bonus episode. She did the one with me and uh, Justin for Sawbones this year, too. Yeah. Um, She's popular in that bonus content. But you also can go back and listen to us from, you know, what, seven years ago at this mm-hmm. point and see what we were doing for bonus content back when I was, like, 15. It's all on there. It's, it's like all a, in there. It's like over 300 hours. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, there's so much. And then uh, if you can join at the $10 a month or upgrade to the $10 a month level, you get a patch. Now, have you seen the Still Buffering patch? It's so the cool. Patches are really cool this year. Yes. And you can put patches, I mean, on anything that you can <laughs> put patches on. <laughs> you can Bags. put patches on anything you can put patches on. Bags, jackets, yeah. a yes. denim jacket with patches. Pants. Why not? Pants. Pants. Shirts. Hats. Like a cute bucket hat with a patch on it. Oh, huh? yeah. Bucket hats are back. There you go. Uh, a backpack. Check out these patches. There's one for every show. I love the still buffering one. We've it got is, cool, yeah. like, yeah. notebook paper bubble letters with some little doodles around it. 
it's it's very cool very cute mm-hmm. uh and if you can uh upgrade or join uh at the next level at our twenty dollar per month level uh you can choose between our max fun creativity pack or we were just talking about hats an embroidered rocket hat and at every level, you get the gifts associated with the other level. So you still get the bonus content. You still get one of our 35 embroidered patches. Uh, you still get, I didn't even mention this, a Letterpress Max Fun membership card. Ooh. And then you can either have, like I said, our creativity pack, uh, which has um, cards in the, in the uh, a beautiful deck of 54 cards in the Max Fun Inspiration deck. Um, they have activity suggestions from your favorite hosts. Uh, they also come with uh, three postcards, some modeling clay, a custom Blackwing pencil to encourage you to make your thing. Um, and then, like I said, if instead you want a hat, you can get the very cool embroidered rocket hat. And then you'll still get a patch and you can put that patch on the hat. There you go. That Now, that's a plan. Yeah. There's a... You, at the $35 a month, you get the messenger bag and along with all these other things. And then there are higher levels, too, if you're in a position to do so. Um, it's really it's it's an awesome time to join our family, to join our network and help us um, make things and make things better. I know, Taylor, Riley, you both have, you know, personally been able to do more as a result of our listeners. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't be able to be going to law school and finishing up college in the position I'm in and being able to move out on my own and do all those things um, and be able to bring equipment with me to continue doing the show Mm -hmm. from wherever I am uh, if it weren't for members of the MaxFun family. Well, and, you know, I my main career has always been uh, restaurant work. And, uh, hey, uh, the last couple years haven't been great for that. So... (laughs) So uh, I would say that the, the Maxman family has kept me afloat during some really difficult years. And now, you know, like also able to like do some art on the side, take on more freelance jobs, pursue the things that make me really happy. And that's all because of y'all out there. So mm-hmm. sincerely, thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. If you are a member, uh, we we thank you so much. It means so much to know that you enjoy the things we make enough to want to help us keep making it and to uh, help us make it better. Like we've talked about with better audio equipment, with the ability to spend more time, um, create more things. Uh, We really love doing it and we're really grateful that you enjoy it enough to, to support it. Um, If you can, this is the time join maximum fun, maximumfun.org slash join. That's the, that's the link. Just do it now while you're thinking about it. Um, and help us keep making stuff for you. Yeah. Because pause, pause the episode. Go do it. We'll be here when you come back. Yeah. Maximumfun.org slash join. So, back to mermaids. Um, the real life creature mermaids. No. We're just talking about the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Sydney's never going to be comfortable talking about the real life creature mermaids again, I think. Well, I, somehow I went from... Trying to figure out, like, I think a very normal parenting thing when your kids start to question the existence of, like, imaginary things that they accepted to be true when they were younger. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I have to imagine, like, all parents go through this moment of, like, when do I say, okay, fine, you're right. Yeah. There aren't any whatevers. 
Um, but somehow that became me doubting the existence of Australia. And I, I did not <laughs> intend for that. Well. I did. I don't doubt the existence of Australia is the problem, but, but somehow, but somehow it, became, it that. became that. And I don't, I, I don't know how that happened. It's because we had too much of that punch at your graduation party last oh, night. No, my brain is not functional. Well. <sighs> never let, never let Mary Smurl make your punch. <laughs> Especially when there's a picture of, of regular lemonade right next to it, and they look exactly the same. That sounds like a like an I Love Lucy sketch. <laughs> it it really was. Uh, speaking of which, that also happens um, in in the movie Mermaids. The Christina Ricci's character gets drunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I found it, that quite scandalous. Yeah. Now, yeah, I mean she's a child. Yeah, like a whole <laughs> child, not just like you know a teenager. It's, you know, 17, 18. You see that in movies. Like right. a child. It's well, it's weird because it was, like, in 1990, it probably wasn't that, like, oh, ha, ha, the little kid accidentally got drunk, too. But, like, now I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, she's being watched by her older sister when it happens. And I had to remind myself that this, I mean, Winona Ryder is, I do not think Winona Ryder is 15, 16 years old playing this character. I, no. I think she's considerably older than that. But that's how old the character is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So the idea of like a 15, 16 year old accidentally letting their kid sister get drunk, not not entirely like inconceivable. Right. Mm-hmm. But just because of Winona Ryder looks mature, I'm like, wow, this is this is bad, bad babysitting here. <laughs> well, I wonder how. So this was made in 1990. Mm-hmm. Uh. I mean, she was 19. So, yes, older than 15. I don't know. Hopefully a 19-year-old is old enough to know not to let their 9-year-old sister exactly, but, get drunk. You know, in, in this world, Winona Ryder was only 15, so. Yeah. She didn't know. Um, I always loved the the fashion in this movie. Like the way that Cher dresses, all the polka dot dresses. Uh huh. Yeah, I always, I always thought that was so. I like it was this kind of thing where like, oh, that's so cool, and I'll never pull that off. Like it was like it was weird. It was a realization that Cher's character and Cher and it's Cher right. is like a level of coolness that I'll just never like. Even as a little kid, I was like, well, I'll never be like that. <laughs> That that level of coolness is impossible for me. I'm accepting this now. I, I am much more like the Winona Ryder character here. <laughs> I accept this about myself. I've, I, I've made my peace with it. I cannot be that cool. Well, even in the poster for the movie, mm-hmm. Cher's wearing this like sick mermaid costume kind of thing with this big like flowy top and headband and metallic skirt. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it's just magical. Yeah. You just want to watch it because you just want to see Cher. Well, that that costume that she puts together, which I mm-hmm. I mean, it's an impressive costume for now. And the idea of putting that together and like, I don't know, I'm just I'm thinking of like the access that you have to like costume stores and, and online ordering. Like, <laughs> this movie is set in 63 and she just has this gorgeous, like fashionable, like very cleverly designed mermaid costume. Um, We also... Mom already, even before, and uh, I mean, well, I'm assuming she didn't get this idea from mermaids, but she would cut our food into shapes 
Like I did have sandwiches cut out with cookie cutters. Mm-hmm. I I love that that whole aspect of her character as like a smart storytelling thing in that she's only she only ever is serving like hors d'oeuvres or appetizers mm-hmm. and her whole that you know because she's like kind of pick up and go like never settle down like i only ever serve appetizers i don't serve a main course i think that that's very just really smart it is it yeah. is fun finger foods yeah well especially because then the the whole the closing out scene that's very cute is them you know setting the table to eat an actual meal together yeah. mm-hmm so it's like, oh, look at that. The tiny moments that have come back around. Now she eats real food and serves real food. <laughs> that's that's, what, that's what Bob say. Hoskins introduced to her life, the concept of a, a sit-down meal. <laughs> of a meal. <laughs> I, I love That his, does sound like mom and dad. I was going right? to say, that does, that does check out. <laughs> that, can I say, that room that he makes them, mm-hmm. that underwater room, it, that, that scene... And it, in my, like, I remember it in my childhood memory as being far more elaborate than it actually is. You know, I mean, it's still really cool. But, like, in my mind, that was the coolest thing that you could do, like, that that he did for them by turning their bedroom into, like, an under underwater seascape. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah, I remember seeing that as a kid and just being like, oh, my God, can you imagine <laughs> That is so magical. It's only in the rewatch that I, I the commitment. He he painted the windows too. Yeah, like he blacked out the windows with blue paint. That's awesome. <laughs> in my head, all I could think was, I was like, wow, how cool. And I was like, oh, Sydney and Justin kind of made a little underwater room for Cooper. And I was like, well, they put paper jellyfish on the ceiling. <laughs> she loved those. <laughs> That's close. I mean, we, you know. I was just the walls are blue. The walls are blue. <laughs> we didn't paint the window. No, it's great. Bed. And she had the boat bed. Yeah. See, it was like in my head when I was younger watching this, because I'm realizing I definitely did when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Definitely some plot points I didn't fully understand, but it was one of those movies that mom insisted I watch when I was like seven or eight. Um But you know, I didn't I didn't have a room like that. I'd never seen a magical room like that. And Charlie and Cooper watch this, and not only does Cooper relate to the girl with the pumpkin on her head, yeah, she's like, I also have a super sick underwater room. So, I don't, uh, we do have sit down meals, but they I, do know what those are, yeah, they do know what those are. Um, but I also have been known to cut their food into shapes many times. I love that. and make well, you know what? Oh no, you are you shares? Well, I don't do this the skewers, but you know what I do? I do charcuterie for them all the time. You do. Instead of appetizers, like for a meal, I'll just make a, a kid's charcuterie board. That's called a lunchable, but all right. <laughs> well, I mean, it is like that's how I got the idea is that I bought a lunchable for them. And it was gross, man. I mean, I'm sorry. No, I stand no, by lunchable to... pizzas. You can if you want. I stand by those pizzas. You can have all of them. I'm sorry. I I loved Lunchables as a kid. And so I bought one for my kid and I ate it. And I was like, what? What is happening with this? So you were determined to make a better Lunchable. So it started with trying to make a a better Lunchable. And then I, and by by charcuterie, I don't mean anything fancy. Like I get out a serving tray that has Santa on it because that was the serving tray we had. Mm -hmm. Since then, we've bought other ones, but I still use the Santa one. And I put like, a little pile of some fruit and some veggies chopped up and some 
like I said, like some pieces of meat or cheese. And then maybe like I might make something like I'll, um, oh, God, I'll take a piece of bread and I'll flatten it out. Oh, and then I'll put peanut butter on it and roll it and cut it into little like sushi like looking pieces. But mm. it's just like peanut butter or something. Sid, do you ever think of the <laughs> fact that you are making the memories for your children that they're going to make fun of you for on a podcast someday? <laughs> It's so true. Like, you it's, mom used, and it was always the Santa tray. It didn't matter what time of year. It was a Santa tray. That made no sense. She would squash a piece of bread and cover it in peanut butter and call it sushi. What was she doing? I'll, I'll, I'll make just a hot dog and then cut it into little pieces and put a toothpick in every piece. So they have like a little. It's especially great because I've seen you call it sushi to them before. And Charlie loves it. Mm-hmm, Charlie loves it. Cooper, though, loves real sushi <laughs> and there's always a look on her face that's like <laughs> no, <mom. laughs> no that's not no that's not quite right and i'll get little pots of dipping things for them to dip mm. they love to I, dip spread around sometimes i'll make cheesy roll-ups instead of sushi yeah mm. yeah i'll make little cheesy roll-ups and I cut mean, those into little hey, pieces now they request it from other people yeah they're like it's charcuterie time mm-hmm. so you know they like it they do Oh God! Why the Santa make... tray still though? I don't know. It's just, it just you made was... a point of saying we've since bought other ones. Well, it, well, Justin watched me use the Santa tray all the time, and he, he was like, "We can't have this. This is <laughs> it's Justin's way more into like the present, like for entertaining and stuff. Like the idea, like we should look. It should look nice. Like mm-hmm. we should have a tray that is like nice, nice, and like we should present this to our guests. And I'm just like, the Santa tray works. It's fine. Just put it on the sheet pan that we got out of the oven. And he's like, no. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Doing a little bit of sharing. Anyway, I guess, I get, maybe that's where that came from. Because I do that for the kids. I feel like, well, why shouldn't a meal be fun? Why can't that be the thing that we're doing? We're eating a thing. That's the whole activity. Oh. Uh, I mean, I also feel like the, like the, Instead of just one, here's your sandwich, having it broken into like, here are some fun components, eat it as you wish. I, I think that's more engaging for kids. Yeah. It's always been how I eat. Like when I make myself something, I don't like to commit to a sandwich. <laughs> so like I'll get like a pita and then like a little pile of like some snap peas and then like a little wad of turkey maybe or like some. A wad? Yeah. Turkey wide, you know. Or like a, f- a couple like a little wide. peppers and then maybe some hummus on the side. And I'll just sort of like take pieces off of it all in different combos. I don't know. I don't you like just, to just go all in for the sandwich. Yeah, you should lean into this and become one of those like bento box moms. I follow yeah. some of those people on TikTok and it's awesome. Like, oh, I love yeah. watching those. Beautiful bento boxes for their family. I saw one where she uh, took Jello and made it blue and like tilted it. So it filled it up at an angle mm. and let it set and then put like crumbled up graham cracker crumbs on the other end and make it look like a beach. Oh. But in the jello, she'd put little like gummy sharks and fish oh, and stuff. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a little beach in the bento box. Can you imagine the power move of like rolling into fifth grade with that in your lunchbox? I know. <laughs> the worst part, though, is I see those now as a 21 year old adult and I'm like, that's sick. I want that in my lunch now. And if I open that up in front of my friends, they would be like, how did you do that? Mm-hmm. I can barely make a sandwich. I'm like, yeah, me too. But look at this cool bento box. <laughs> um, if I would have brought that to school in elementary school, I know I would have been like, why'd mom have to do that? 
Now everyone's gonna laugh at my bento box. Why can't yeah. why can't you just make why didn't you make a normal I, lunch? I sent uh we have a bento box that I sent once with Charlie to school and I it was not anything that fancy, but I right. did try to do some of the stuff, you know, yeah. I tried to make it look like the TikToks. And uh she has asked me never to do that again. <laughs> Kids, man. Uh, yeah, she true. she was well, and in a very nice way, I was like, yeah, do you want me to do that again? And she's like, no, I think I just want, uh, actually, soup is her thing right now. She takes a thermos of chicken noodle soup. She's just like you. Every day. <laughs> every day she eats chicken noodle soup for lunch. Have you seen the little tool, though, they used to make the little rice balls? Like, you put the rice yeah. in it, and you kind of shake it, and it oh, forms yeah. it into little balls. I guess Those that are is so true. fun. I forget that, especially like in middle school, it's like the way to have a cool lunch was it's like you wanted as little love and care as possible. You needed like a dirty, greasy brown paper <laughs> bag that had like just a smeared plastic wrap sandwich in it and like a bag of chips and a can of soda. And then you were like, okay. But if there was too much love from your parents present in the food you brought from home, it somehow made you not cool. And that was weird. Some weird thing we were doing. Yeah. No, it's really true. Because in retrospect, like, I remember my friends being like, I don't want to say grossed out, but just like weirded out. Do you remember when we used to bring pizza rolls all the time? Yeah, well, see, we had different friends because my friends loved that I brought pizza rolls. <laughs> my friends thought it was so weird that I had a little foil pack. Foil of, pack, of yes. Pizza rolls yep. in my lunch. Cold pizza rolls that it can That always together. were. Yep, and real mushy. Yeah, all no, the steam I, had just kind of they, they thought that them. was so weird and gross. And because eventually I stopped bringing anything except a bag of Cheerios. Well, 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 hey. <laughs> <laughs> I middle school is the worst. Yeah. yeah, middle school was the worst. I had those pizza rolls for a while. And then I think I had a similar experience. And I was like, Mom, we'll save it for the after school snack. I, I, yeah, I, I think I, I, I based my friend group on who was cool with me bringing pizza rolls to school. <laughs> That's the starting point. It's like, I want to eat these. Who's cool with that? And Sailor Moon. And that's how I made friends. That was a good idea. When did pizza rolls stop being a part of my everyday life? Now I really want pizza rolls. Hey, you're an adult now. You can just go buy them. I can just buy them. I know. It's less magical than (laughs) someone just providing you with a little foil pack of pizza rolls, though. When you have to make them yourself. Which is true. And maybe, I mean, to bring it back to mermaids, (laughs) what Cher was tapping into, what mom was tapping into is that it, I mean, it's it's not it's nothing like revolutionary. It's that if your food looks like somebody took time with it, it makes you feel good. Yeah, yeah. I do think your kids would, would jam on those marshmallow skewers. I was looking at because just like mm-hmm. yeah. gumdrops and marshmallows, and I think there might be maraschino cherries in the mix. But yeah, I, I think that that they would enjoy that. Yes. Well, I think that's why this movie probably reminds us of of our mom, or or was important to all of us and our mom is that. Like, it, it's Cher's unique way of saying this is how much I love you. Mm-hmm. Even if, you know, it's the kind of thing you'd take to school and your friends would be like, that's embarrassing. That's weird. That's not normal lunch. That's not a meal. But it's like something unique and special that you hold on to that no one else's mom is doing for them. And I feel like our mom did that a lot. Um, and, you know. It's, it's interesting because what you're getting is a conflict between, like, Winona Ryder's character wants love to be shown to her that like the way she would understand love is stability. Mm-hmm. I want consistency. I want stability. I want I want to know that things won't change. I, I'm needing that even as a child, like I'm trying to express that to you. And this is how I would feel loved. 
And Cher is saying, but I do love you and here are all the ways I'm showing you mm-hmm. I love you. And it's it's kind of, it's kind of cool to right. see that play out where they finally start to understand both ways. Like, okay, I get that my mom loves me and here's how she's showing it. And yeah. I can accept that and embrace a little bit of her and then share understanding like my child needs this yeah. and, you know, it's I like need to be able to adapt. <laughs> like, yeah, it is. Well, it is because that, that it's sort of the the lesson inherent because you know Cher's character has had stability taken away from her. She's clearly had like ugly relationships in the past. So mm-hmm. in response to that, she just rebels against it. Not anything that looks too promising or too stable is like, nah, I don't want that. And then you know Charlotte, that's all she wants. Whereas the you know maybe the the truth is, it, it does feel nice to have consistency and stability, but things change. That's the nature of life. So you kind mm-hmm. of. You can enjoy it while it's there, embrace it while you have it, and then accept that sometimes it goes away. Yeah. Powerful movie, Mermaids. It is. <laughs> very sweet, though. Yeah. It, it fits very well in the category of a lot of Winona Ryder's other movies from the 90s that's like, you know, a little bit different, mm-hmm. but has a good message. And it, and it, and it like, left, like, it left me saying things like, Know your colors, know your fabrics. <laughs> and then people looking at me like, what are you quoting? I'm like, you know, mermaids. I feel like your kids would get really into this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet they would. Like, See, Charlie, I haven't shown them the whole thing. I just showed some scenes. Right. But yeah. Charlie loved the fashion. Well, I think she would. Like, not only representing the time period it was made in, but even in the time period it was made, it had some, like, good kind of forward thinking presentations of mm-hmm. it i just you know like a single mom with two kids there's very open dialogue about sex there's mm-hmm. you know i think that there's a lot of kind of surprising content for the time period yeah i agree if you, if you can just get past the one scene with the with the drunk child yes but well, you have to remind yourself it's two children they, they should have been supervised but yeah you know, no that's that i mean that's yes yeah. that is the point they should have been supervised and and then Ma, the mom learns that. Yeah. She learned a lesson. Everyone does. <laughs> we all learned a lot there. With Cher, we all learned a lot. Uh, thank you all for watching Mermaids. <laughs> of course. Tay, what's next? Uh, I want to talk about one of my favorite animated movies from my childhood, uh, The Last Unicorn. Oh, excellent. Yeah. I, lo- I haven't seen that unicorn. movie before. We were just talking about yeah. unicorns. <laughs> oh. I'm not going to mermaids. I don't know that I can show that one to Charlie and Cooper. Well, now now you can explain what happened to the unicorns there with, a, with a uh, a documentary. Uh, this is a documentary yes. about the last unicorn. This is what happened to them. Uh, all right, so check that out for next week. And um, as long as you're making plans, here's something you should plan to do: join the Maximum Fun family. Um, maximumfund.org slash join that's right maximumfund.org slash join it is the max fund drive it is the moment for you to again i think it feels good to know there's something out there in the world that i that i care about that i like that i love that i enjoy and i can help make it happen i can be a part of creating it um by supporting it and uh that's what you do during the max fund drive you you help support us make stuff for you a wonderful relationship we truly appreciate all of you who are already members uh of of maximum fun who are already helping us out if this is the moment that you can join that you can upgrade please do 
like we said, we have all these great levels, $5 a month and you get the bonus content, $10 a month, you get the bonus content and you get the cool patches, whatever, whichever one you prefer. Um, ours is super cool. I would look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are levels above that. We, we've already talked about all the gifts, but uh, maximumfund.org slash join. Get that word right. Join. Join. J-O-I-N. Join. You, hey, did you learn that in college? Learned that in college. College grad. I have an English degree. <laughs> uh, this is the time. Please uh, stop what you're doing, which is listening to this podcast because it's about to end anyway. Yeah. And join our network uh, and help us. You know, keep making making stuff for you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Um, for listening. Thank you to Maximum Fun for letting us be part of this wonderful network of shows. Go to maximumfun.org and check out all the shows. Uh, thank you. Oh, you can tweet at us at stillbuff. You can email us at stillbuffering@maximumfun.org. And thank you to the novellas for our theme song, Baby Change Mine. This has been your cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I'm Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I am still buffering. And I am too. I love a marshmallow scooter right now. You wanna be It's good. I love that song. It's it. Employed ironically in the film, I believe. Yes, yes. Max Fun Drive 2022 starts in just one week. Monday, April 25th. We'll have exclusive Max Fun Drive gifts, awesome episodes, bonus content, and you know what else? You'll just have to tune in. We have some tricks up our sleeve. Sleeves? Tricks? Is it plural? We'll catch you next week. The greatest time to support the podcasts you love. Max Fun Drive starts on Monday, April 25th. Don't miss it. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.